Pride, everybody, and welcome to episode 39 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. It is Pride Month, and so we're going to talk about comic books just a little bit gayer. And speaking of gayer, welcome my co-host, Evil Jeff. Hi, I'm coming out. Yeah. Evil actually comes out. Evil comes out once a year (laughs) in June. Born, rising from the ashes of his former gay shell. Welcome, Freshly Gay Evil. Hello. Yes, I do uh, try to go to Gay Pride. I try to, um, it's my only time trying to participate in the community. It's the only reason I like to go is because of the pain and misery that follows. Um, It starts off with a bunch of annoying straights in the parade, you know, annoying. Mm -hmm. But when the straights leave and the streets are empty and the gays are drunk, that's when the real show begins. You don't want oh, yeah. to watch a parade. I'm there for the breakups. <laughs> there is always, at the end of the night, drunk gays and lesbians breaking oh, up. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Oh, so many. You know, because there's so always some lesbian couple, and one's like, Who is that girl you kissed? I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's like these two lesbians have not gone out. They have lesbian bed death. They decide to go out for, you know, for the parade. And then one of them gets emotions and feelings she hasn't felt in a long time. The other one sees, and it's over. And now, uh, and I, and it all happened in front of me. <laughs> And then you're just standing there laughing, laughing. There is a party on Pride Weekend here in Chicago called the Backlot Bash, um, which is a party for ladies. Um, It's really big. Wait, a lady party is called the Backlot? Backlot Bash. They are not taking advantage of the correct pun. I know. Uh, There's a huge parking lot behind the gym in my neighborhood, and they have a party there. And Q 10 p.m. every year at 10 p.m. is where all of a sudden, poof, Couples crying their eyes out, yelling at each other <laughs> all over the sidewalk in front of the gym every time. Oh, my God. Love it. Because it's the, you're right. The bed death. The bed death is permanent. You can't Lesbian go out after the bed, bed death. death. That should be the new <laughs> gay um, superhero name. Yes. I'm game lesbian show. bed death. Tonight on Lesbian Bed Death. <laughs> Will Crystal and Diane hold on to their bed death championship? <laughs> oh, it looks like she brought home Boston Chicken. Yes, they're going to end up. They have queued up on Netflix all of Jessica Jones. Oh, oh they have hit play on The Handmaid's Tale. They oh, win. It's over. <laughs> and there will be no sex tonight. <laughs> the worst. Oh, God. This has nothing to do with comics. Oh, lesbians. So let's get into them. Yeah, well, I, that's the thing. Speaking of that, um, one of my favorite uh, old old terms for a lesbian is a bull dagger, <laughs> which I feel we should bring back um, because it's so weird. I don't understand why it's a term for a lesbian. What is do lesbians real? have to do with bulls? Yeah, bull dagger. Bull dagger? Yeah, but what do lesbians have to do with bulls? 
What do lesbians have to do with daggers? Nothing. But I find it fascinating that that happened. That being said, the new TV show that came out, I keep calling it Cloak and Bull Bull Dagger. Dagger. (laughs) (laughs) But did you watch Cloak and Dagger? I watched enough to be dangerous in this conversation. I had it on in the background while I was doing something else. I didn't Both think to record it. just the first episode? Um, the half of the first and then the full. Actually, I think I, I missed the end because um, I hit the remote control by accident and then me and Jeff were trying to fix it and I think we skipped over the ending. And since it wasn't truly recording, I couldn't rewind. So right. I can hang, but you'll need to fill in some gaps. I liked what I saw. Hmm. Oh, um, I, I felt it was the thing where people, it was getting all these really good reviews. Yeah. And so I went into it expecting something like really amazing and it was just like, meh, okay. It yeah. It's fine. like meh. Again, but, and, and real did you slow. Read the original comic. Yeah, man. Oh my God. When it was, what was it? Journey into mystery. That was the first half was Dr. Strange. And the second half was cloak and dagger. Did you ever read that? That I was my not. jam. When I was, when I was, and they a came kid. out in the eighties. Yeah. So my question is, is the story is the story similar where Tyrone is rich and Tandy no. is poor? Isn't it? No, they flipped it. They flipped it, right? I and think I, that's I remember liking very that. Very smart. Yeah, they, I like that a lot. No, Tandy is upper crust and Tyrone is is lower class, but in in the comic, because obviously that's the predictable thing to do. I do like that they switched it, and Tandy is low class, and Tyrone is from a well-to-do family. Well done. Yeah. Um, that being said, um, it, I am, I am getting. Uh, I think here's the other thing. I'm going to sidetrack into something else that I saw, mm-hmm. um, that I didn't even bring up with you in our pre-interview guys we do like pre-talks before the show starts like (laughs) it's our form of preparation like they do in the view um anyway we um it's it's superheroes are so saturated now that watching people suddenly realize they have powers um it's just so overplayed yeah that I feel like you have to step up your game. You can't just do, my hands are glowing? What? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, I'm bored with that. Speaking of, <clears throat> my boyfriend took me to um, a screening of The Incredibles 2 mm-hmm. at the Writers Guild of America with the producers, the Oscar-winning um uh, composer and Brad Bird, the director. Oh, wow. Um, we're all there and then did um, a Q&A afterwards. And The Incredibles 2 was amazing. Like, huh. it was amazing. And it was like dealing with super-powered people and people discovering their powers in just such a joyous, fun, and new, and unique, and different way that these, that this, when I watched uh, Cloak and Dagger, it just seemed a little trite and, and boring. It's so formulaic and tired. It's so it's like the the journey is discover the powers in a moment of trauma or something, in a moment of lashing out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. freak out about like kind of internally freak out about just what just happened. Then you tell nobody and you hide it. Then something else happens to you and you try to use it and you fail. Yeah. 
you know, and then we go from there. And, and then you dagger, finally do something good with your powers, and then you right. smile because you and have then a you new smile secret that you're and you're self actualized. Right. Yeah, it's dumb. Whereas it's in so dumb. Uh, Jack Jack in The Incredibles too, the baby, the baby. His full kind of power discovery, like you see a bit in the end of the first Incredibles that the baby has powers. Um, But this one, there is a whole full on battle scene between the baby and a raccoon. And it is it is amazing. Uh, he's watching like an old timey TV show with cops and robbers. And mm-hmm. then he looks out the door and sees a raccoon and it looks like the old timey robber uh. with the mask. <laughs> so he just starts going after this raccoon and he oh. has, he's basically Franklin Richards. He has, he can Every teleport, power. he can multiply, he can turn to fire, he can turn to an ogre monster, he can grow, he can shoot laser beams out of his eyes. Jesus. He has like 20 different powers. He's a god. And this poor raccoon is just going toe to toe with him. <laughs> it's it's amazing. And also, the movie is basically about um, Elastigirl uh, taking over and being the prime superhero, and not Mister Incredible. And she was my favorite character in the first one. I'm glad yeah, that so it's there, a spotlight there are on her. huge battle scenes with just her, and it's they're amazing. It's just so good. It's so good. And Cloak and Dagger was just a little too. I was just kind of bored with it. Yeah. And also they're appealing to first of all, let me let me tangent about Freeform, which used to be ABC Family. Ooh, Dagger just dropping S bombs everywhere. And there's like yeah. rapey stuff. I'm like, what yeah. happened to ABC Family? They grew yeah. up. Well, it's a different kind of family. It's the family that um, you know, drinks and yeah. hits yeah. their children. Like cigarettes at the TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it it is still catered to that. It's the same target market for runaways. Just you know, teens, yeah. sad. Everything's sad, and no one understands, and you know, there's no yeah. joy. But yeah, I just felt it was like kind of snoozy. Yeah, a little bit. I did think that uh, the actor that plays Cloak was pretty good. Yeah, he's fine. He's not cute enough. <laughs> oh, okay. Um. I want someone like drool worthy. Yeah. And he's just okay. Yeah, he's just okay. He's okay. Yeah, it's he's a little prep school to be playing a dark character, but we'll see. We'll see his arc. Yeah, yeah. I definitely just want him brooding, you know, underneath that cloak. Who's the, the mom? Swirlies. The mom's been in something else. What the else mom is she was in? the sister in the bodyguard. <laughs> <laughs> and she was overbearing then too. Oh, the one, and the sister was the bad guy in the bodyguard, right? Yeah, she's like she was the one like out. trying to get her killed. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yep. 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 Thanks. Thank you, my husband, who is sitting next to me watching Cloak and Dagger, and all of a sudden he goes, "Uh, oh, Whitney's sister from the bodyguard." <laughs> if I should if stay. I... Right, anyway. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> uh, what other good uh? superhero stuff have we watched let's let's talk about our go-to show legion because we had a big visual visual milestone yeah yeah they they went there i was like watching it and they pan up first they're panning and it looked like um lenny is pregnant was she pregnant in that Um, shot Oh, I don't Am I know. just crazy? She's like writhing on the ground and it looked like she was with child. And it pans up and there is Legion, Mr. David Holler, 
with the fucking comic book hairdo and costume and costume yes ah! oh my god and they call him legion for the first time they call him legion the world breaker yeah and I was like, what is going on? It's so this is a weird. weird episode. This is a yeah, weird. Yeah, what's going on weird. with that drain in the sand and like those flat screen circles under there? Is any of this real? Any of I it? I don't know. Well, also, what is up with the Asian bolo? The gate? I thought they were like gateways. Yeah, they, they I think came, they're what's when, left when over it, of the monks. Because they looked a little, because when they came up with the bolos, and I was like, is that gateways? Are they gateways? And I was like super excited, but then it was like, Eat! and the bolos like did some piercing sound. And I yeah. was like, oh. Um, we, I think one thing that confuses me about Legion is Carrie's power level. Because sometimes Carrie Loudermilk gets taken out immediately. Like, she'll try to fight two people and be like, oh, oh. And then other times she takes out 25 supernatural monks who are all armed. And you're like, all right, what, what yeah. can this bitch do and what can't she do? Yeah. And also, I didn't feel like they're, I feel they made her dumber this episode. Or no, no, that was the last episode where she's like, he's like, I'm feeling blue. And she's like, what's blue? And I'm like, oh, she was never that dumb. Like, right. Like, I think she. She yeah, knew what she was, blue meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she, I can see her not knowing what pooping is, but I think she yeah. knew no blue. And she is very naive. And, uh, you know, something when he's like, I'm going to die one day. And she's like, no, you won't. I'll just punch death in the heart. And you're like, okay, lady, can we have a real conversation? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess they're developing her character that she is, when she's inside him, she is like in, inside a cave. Inside her own private little world, not learning. Um, so basically, it ends with uh, Farouk takes over Jean Smart. Yeah, but then lets her go. But then she finds the body, and he goes back into his body. And it looks like he's all ready to go with his new body. And then Legion shows up and goes, boo. So is yeah, that, that was just the like end, right? so is yeah so is that just then a final showdown? I guess. Is that what it was saying? I guess. But now it's is like who is the bad guy? I think they will probably see Legion kill Farouk the way that they said like he'll bash his head in with a rock. Yeah, because that's the thing there's going to be that tuning fork and then it's just going to be mono mono without powers. That tuning fork will negate everyone's powers well, for like Well, he got rid of that tuning fork. He flipped it away. Oh, he did? Farouk. Farouk did? Uh Yeah. Well, he I flipped like it into they, the horizon. You don't show it. What's that thing that rule of like if you show a gun in the first act it has to go off in the third? Oh, act. Chekhov's gun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's now Chekhov's tuning fork. Like you can't show a fucking <laughs> tuning fork in the first act and then not have it fucking go off. Yeah, it'll they'll get it back and it'll go off, and that's when David will bash his head in with a rock. Yeah. Um. And so then maybe the next season, because it was renewed for a third season. Hmm. And so maybe the third season is all about how he's crazy and evil. Here's what I let me before you go on. The one thing that disappoints me with this show is that the most interesting thing about Legion is his full-on multiple personality disorder, and they and they're not addressing it at all in this Mm -hmm. show. I know they're kind of addressing it in the parallel universe one, 
where those are like different versions of himself. But mm-hmm. I miss like the very first Legion story. It was the pyrokinetic guy with the mustache, the young, the like the bad teenage girl. With, mm-hmm. what did she oh have? yeah. What did the she Claremont- have? Telecon- Telekinesis. I forget. I forget. And then there was him. So at the fir- in the beginning, it was kind of just the three, and then they've expanded into more. But like I'm, I like that's such a prime fun thing to play with. Why are they not playing with it? I don't know. But when I saw Evil Jean Smart, I really wanted her to play Cassandra Nova at some point. She would be a great Cassandra oh. Nova. She was giving me such Nova vibes. Although, can I? Speaking of great female villains, can I can I spoil The Incredibles? Sure. Because, uh, well, I feel it's not so much of a spoil because this character shows up. And um, her name is Evelyn Dever. <laughs> Evelyn Dever. Evil Endeavor. So yeah, you're no kind shit. of like, you're really bad. So it's not that <laughs> much of a stretch. Right. Uh, but... She's played by Catherine Keener, the voice. <gasps> Why is she such a bad guy lately? And Catherine Keener is like really good as like an evil bitchy woman. Well, I mean, I've always known that, but especially used in a cartoon, is she's great. Uh, but yeah, I Jean Smart is Cassandra Nova. I love that. Oh, I would Although, love I that. Although, I mean, frankly, though, there is kind of only one person made to play Cassandra Nova. Rhea Perlman. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Judy Tenuta. No, I'm just, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, no, it has to be. It has to be Tilda Swinton. Oh sure. I feel Tilda Swinton. She's already been bald once. I feel like she, yeah. But how great would a Danny DeVito as Xavier, Rhea Perlman as Cassandra Nova showdown oh, be? Oh my god, <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. I saw like pictures of their kid. The, they have a daughter who like does music or something. I can't remember what she does, mm-hmm. but um, but then she but she was pretty, and I know that's mean. But I'm like, how'd that happen? <laughs> that, um, oh, speaking of that, speaking of like a a glow up like that, did you see? I'm changing topics. Thank you, Legion. Anything else you want to say in Legion before we move on to this next thing? Nope. Did you see the casting for it, Chapter Two? Um, yes, I did, but there's fully a lot of people cast. that I'm like, I don't really fully... Oh, wait, no, fully cast? There were some fully. that they still haven't done it yet. No, Ooh. all of them. Okay, uh, well, I know that there's Jessica Chastain. Mm-hmm. They're um, not all famous, I gotta warn you. Yeah, oh, that, that's, yes. Uh, who are the other famous ones? Uh, uh, what's his name? Xavier. Um, James McAvoy is the right. lead kid. Yes. Um... The kid from Stranger Things grows up to be Bill Hader. Yes. Yes. That's 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 the best one. That's the best one. Um, And then the other thing I love is Ben, the fat kid, they cast a New Zealand actor named Jay Ryan, who is so hot. (laughs) He's gorgeous. I'm like, go ahead, fat kid. Um, Wait, my other question is... um, who is the one that commits suicide in the beginning of, of the second? Oh, in, of the adults? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. I don't know the story all that well. I never read it, and I just watched the 90s one. 
Well, that happens in the 90s one. Yeah, but that was the 90s. Okay, girl, so much has happened since then. <laughs> Fine. It's not the asthmatic, because I know the asthmatic tries his... He tries his... Inha- well, they didn't do that in the movie. Remember in the 90s one where the asthmatic guy is like, this is battery acid, you jerk, and he sprays yeah. him with the inhaler? Yeah, yeah. And then he tries it when he's an adult and he gets killed because it doesn't work. <laughs> so it's not uh, him. Yeah, I don't remember the one that kills himself, but it's one of them. So sad. Hmm. So sad. Because suicide is is all in the headlines right now. Yeah, what the fuck? What is going on? I mean, first of all, it's because this world is just so sad and horrible these days. Yeah, I actually have a friend that I did improv with at Second City just committed suicide. Oh, and, God. Uh, and, and it's one of those things where you're like, I didn't know. I only knew him performing. So you, have, you just assume like, oh, my God, you're so talented and amazing. And then you're like, yeah. oh, you were going through something that I had no idea about. Um, but Anthony Bourdain... That's insane. I mean, this is a man who stood for community, bringing people together, passion, love, uh, exploring the best of one another in, in such a cool way. And, and also, the f- th- this is the uh, other thing that pisses me off about suicide is is what you I because people are like, oh, my God, I feel so bad. But I feel angry of what they do to the people they leave. Where yeah. fucking Asia Argento yeah. is dealing with all of this Harvey Weinstein rape stuff. And then and then he fucking kills himself. It's like, <sighs> what the shit? Someone fucking go to her house. Keep an eye on her. <laughs> yeah. And then Kate Spade. I like was watching Kate Spade. I started watching Kate Spade videos of like, here's my house. And she's just smiling and laughing. And you're like, what? Like all her cute designs, like all of her designs are so cute. It's terrible. That one, her husband was divorcing her. Yeah. And in the note, she wrote a note to her daughter. And she's like, it's not your fault. Ask your dad why I'm doing this. Mm. So the poor dad, shit. Oh, God. Check on Ugh. your friends. Check on your yeah. friends. All right, let's go back to happy pride. Yeah. Yay, pride. Yay, pride. Um, well, actually, you you brought all right. So there is a comic book out there that I feel is tackling the misery and the hatred that is pervasive in the world's narrative right now, and that's yeah. X Men Red. Okay. don't agree i just have not i just i i feel the themes it's working on is great i just don't think it's that well it's not well executed sure it has really grown on me i'm loving it yeah all right why well nightcrawler has a beard all right that's cute and it's dead sexy um it's 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 Gene. Gene didn't just come back and be one of the X-Men again. She's a character that represents something, that stands for something. It's probably the most Gene Gene Grey has ever been. I like that she's separated from the soap opera drama and she's kind of got a higher calling. 
it makes you know sense what? to me as a character. That's it's an interesting turn. Like. Oh, see, I'm liking it. I'm, I'm like, liking that she I came back and was like, hey, everybody. She hey. doesn't have Wolverine or Cyclops. And let's be honest. Good. Jean Grey for a long time was only defined by the men around her. Yeah. Which I guess, and now they're go they're breaking away from that. And, you know, the, what is it? The, the. <laughs> The the what's it the frosty side of me is like <laughs> yeah choice of words. but then the real deep down I'm like no but I like that I like her. yeah I like, like the, the drama between Cyclops and yeah Logan. I know and and it'll it'll come it'll be here um, I'm sure at some point Namor, Namor is going to be like oops <laughs> I'm not wearing anything oops I slipped and in. I look forward to that day but I uh, the panel where. So yeah, okay. The the nanite sentinel and because it, fine. It's it's people, it's people hating the minority for no fucking reason other than they just hate the minority. Yeah. That's what that is. That's how I'm look. That's how I'm choosing to look at that. Yeah. After the guy kills the mutant girl and they get rid of the nanite and he's like, oh my god, I killed somebody. And Jean was just so understanding and compassionate and supportive. Oh god, I just I loved it. She makes me yeah. feel good. She's making everyone feel good. I loved when she stopped the altercation, literally executing immigrants at the border, by the way, where she stopped it by doing a mind thing. And Storm was like, whoa, did you just control everyone's minds? And she was like, nope, I just showed everyone each other. I was like, oh, God. Yeah, she just shared everyone's minds. So everyone saw like where the other one was coming from. Oh, that was good. I did like that. And I like yeah. Storm's new outfit. I love it. She's never looked better. That sleek she, that's, pony. That's, that's like she's never had anything like. It's like a completely different hairdo, a completely different costume, and I was. Down it for is it. gorgeous. Yeah, I was into it. It's fine. It's fine. I just I'm not like jonesing over it like I am with like astonishing yeah. X Men, which also just ended its run. There, one more Gene moment. I did love when Gambit was in the hospital room. He was like trying to talk to the murderer. And all of a sudden, in his head, he hears Gene go, Gambit, don't freak out. And then they're, they all <laughs> appear that they've been sitting there the entire time. Loved yeah. it. Loved it, loved it. And loving the implications that Gene is more powerful than the Phoenix. Yeah. There was a line in the annual, and again, here there was something I don't remember, but in the annual, it was like, turns out I think that giant space bird was the one who was holding back, or something like that. Yeah. Basically, Jean is she's she's got some secrets. She's got some tricks up her sleeve. Ah, uh, I don't right, know. It's fine. Just, it's get, fine. just bring in Emma. Astonishing. Astonishing. Ends its run. Charles Soule ended his run, which we um, loved. And he basically, I was like, "What are they?" Because I don't see X showing up anywhere, and now we realize why. They kind of beat the Shadow King. I really loved seeing each of the characters kind of slowly battling their weird demons. Yeah, and that was cool. And where Gambit was doing this weird suicide that thing with the cards. That was awesome. Where he keeps putting down charged cards where he's like, to take another hit. Like, oh, I was like, that, this is that was fucking in, cool. That was creepy and incredible. Uh, but in the end, of course, Psylocke. Psylocke does not get her like he gives Psylocke her due but I feel the Marvel Universe still does not give her her due she was uh, like she basically was the whole team right <laughs> this whole she did run, everything she, was, she did fucking everything 
And then he's like, I'm giving you the gift of memory. He basically erased everyone's memory of him except Psylocke. And he's yeah. like, because you're the one that needs to make sure I don't turn evil. But yeah. I don't want to be part of the school. I don't want to do that shit anymore. I'm going to run away. Here's the one thing that they said in it where he gave Gambit his gift. He gave everybody a different gift. Mm-hmm. And I think the most important one is he gave Angel the ability to have wings, to not have wings, or to be Archangel at a whim. Yeah, like full control, right? He gave Angel yeah, the gift like, of control. Yeah, he was like, you can be Warren, you can be Angel, you can be Archangel whenever you want. Oh, yes! But the thing he said to Remy, to Gambit, he said, your gift is that um, you, your is purpose, and that you're, un- that you, you're, you haven't paid right. your debt to Phantom X, and you have to find him. I was like, what do you mean find him? You are, you're in his body. I didn't understand that part. Oh, Did I didn't even that? put, no, I didn't even put two and two together. I was like, yeah, go find Phantom X, forgetting that that's his body. So... Is it what, the evil what? Phantom So X? then is he putting him on a fool's journey to find Phantom X? Because if he forgets that about X, then he they often will think Phantom X is just missing. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, is he trying so to find Phantom do that? X? That doesn't sound like a gift. That's like that's a cruel prank. It's a challenge. <laughs> but there's also isn't there female Phantom X and evil Phantom X still out there? Um. Oh yeah, well, they never addressed that. I thought they died. I, I thought they died too. What was her name? Cluster. Cluster. What the fuck? Wasn't that her name? The girl Phantom X. Yeah. Whatever. I liked it, and now I'm super excited for the Havoc Dazzler Beast Colossus Warpath. Astonishing. And there is going to be a surprise team member. Matthew Rosenberg tweeted, like, he spelled out his team, and then he wrote, and, question mark, question mark, question mark. And I have to say, the like, I read all the comments of people responding. Girl, everybody wants Emma. Everybody. Yeah. All the, res- all the replies are like, Emma? It needs to be Emma. It needs to be Emma. Everybody, or Psylocke. Hey, Where the fuck is Psylocke now? Where is she oh going to be? Oh, my God. I don't know. She's still in. I don't know. They need to fucking put her somewhere. God damn it. She does everything. Psylocke has to do everything. Every book, every team she's on, since the goddamn Siege Perilous shit, she has to do fucking everything. Yeah. Yeah. Can we give Psylocke a break? Yeah. Can somebody yeah, ask Psylocke how she's doing? Or just start a new X-Force with her, for Christ's sakes. No, it would be really cool. An X-Force led by Psylocke, but with all kids. Where then she's like, we're going to fucking kill people. And you guys are like, like the kids that are like, you guys are going about to turn evil. So you're probably going to kill anyway. So let's just fucking kill. Channel it. Like Dexter. Yeah. I think that would be really fun. That would be fun. I like that. Um... The other one, Charles Soule, also his uh, Hunt for Wolverine. Yeah. That was my uh, favorite weapon, thing I read this month. Weapon Lost, pretty great. It's, it's so good. Although, <clears throat> if they fucking kill Doug Ramsey again, I'm going to be oh my fucking God. pissed. Um, it ends no... with him getting his fucking throat slashed. I know. He better not but I, fucking die. I don't think he's going to die. I think that was a vocal cord thing because that uh, it's not Wolverine, whatever that is. I have a theory. Because he did say something about speech. You, you didn't speak. Want him to talk. You speak any language, huh? And then, yeah, so I think that's a. And hmm, is that how we make Cypher interesting? Do we make him a mute? Is that what we're doing? 
I'm all down for it. This new cipher is fascinating and amazing. Cipher is always any manifestation of cipher is always yeah amazing. Although I love Peter David's cipher where he started fucking danger, did the danger yeah. room. Yeah, and I like the um, cipher before yeah. that, like the cipher that came out of Necrotia that was like the ultimate fighter. Yeah, because he because body language he could read people's body language. And in New Mutants, they went to an alternate future where he took over the world and turned evil. You know what we need? We need a book with Psylocke and Cypher, and it'll be called We Do Everything. And you know why? But you know why? They're best friends. They were such good friends. He had a crush on her when he was a kid. It was more than that. She had feelings for him, too, but he was underage. These two. They're the most interesting. They need to fuck. They're the most interesting two characters in the Marvel Universe. There, we said it. Yeah. Psylocke and Cypher. Ah, I love that. Um, Um, Weapon Lost is great. Psylocke and Emma to have their own thing called Butterflies and Diamonds. Love it. And Um, by thing, we mean clothing store. Let's move on uh, to. Wait, I want to ask you: Do you love Do you love Frank McGee as much as I do? Oh, he's amazing. I love love him. Love him. Oh, and also, sorry. Speaking of Misty Knight. Uh, they have a sneak preview clip of Luke Cage season two, and it is a one-armed. Does she have an arm? Well, she's missing an arm. It's a one-armed oh, okay, Misty and Colleen Wing in a fucking bar fight against like six oh, dudes. Yeah. It's Daughters yeah, of the Dragon. Right. Daughters of the Dragon. Sweet. We're but her bionic arm actually looks awesome. There is another um like promo about her and her arm, and it's gonna be great. I'm just so glad we have Misty Knight and Colleen Wing finally. But ew. Ew. I, I read a DC book. You did? I, not really. <laughs> I read the first few pages and then skimmed through the rest because I literally did it right before the show started. Okay. And I mostly did it for the art because I love Chung. What's his first name? Tony? Is it Tony Chung? Jim? Jim Chung. Uh, I love his art ever since Young Avengers and he did the new Justice League. Number one. And it's beautiful. And this one, it basically looks like Martian Man is kind of like the head guy in charge. The leader. Yeah, I did There's see that he was going to lead. Mm-hmm. Um, which I find interesting. Uh, looking at it, there was a whole beginning thing where they're battling, where there was a secret um, population of Neanderthals that were trying to take over the Earth. And then I was like, that's kind of dumb. Mm. Because we all know Neanderthals were interbred with us and didn't actually aren't. Actually oh, yeah, you have a big us. problem with chronology. Uh, yes, you know how I feel about all of that. Yeah. So for that, for the just because it's uh, Jim Chung, I, I give it one ooh because he's amazing. Oh, <laughs> he is amazing. Um, well, great, Justice League. Okay, so I read Snagglepuss Exit Stage Left. Ew, I read a DC book. Um, for Pride. For Pride. Uh, it is so sad. <laughs> I think it might be the final issue. I think this was a six-issue run. Does he um, get AIDS? It, hey, we, no, but we hit so many more of the homosexual tropes, the tragic homosexual tropes. Um, Does he adopt a baby with AIDS? Uh, close. So he has a heart-to-heart with his dying homophobic father oh. <laughs> in, in the hospital. Uh who the father has dementia and he's still homophobic. Aww. You know, he's walking around the city at night. Um, he 
The father meets, with dementia? Uh, no, Huckleberry. I'm, I'm sorry, Snagglepuss. He leaves the hospital. He leaves the hospital. He goes and has drinks with Augie Doggy, who is now a successful writer. He used to That's be. That's his like protege. Yeah, yeah. Did he come out? Is he gay in this? Um, they're all a bit foppish. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. I think he is. Um, one person they're all who... dabbling with the devil's decorator, if you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> Uh, one person who uh, is gay uh, is Huckleberry Hound. Yeah. Who kills oh, because that was the whole thing. He had a wife and stuff, and then... Who kills himself? Huckleberry Hound kills himself? Yes. What's up with this fucking suicide shit? He leaves behind a note addressed to, to God or whomever, and then they have the whole suicide note read by Snagglebuss. And it is tragic. Oh, my God. Now, Huckleberry Hound was with a horse who was on the police force. Uh, like a per- like a person horse? Yeah, they're like they're all, you know, like, like, like Snagglepuss. Well, I didn't know, but I'm sure they're still real horses. <laughs> sure, which is weird. Uh, no, like a person horse. And he's been a character in this whole thing. But here's what happened. He's a closeted police officer, the horse. He's secretly dating Huckleberry Hound. There's a bar raid, gay bar raid by the cops. The horse cop is part of the raid, and he stands there as Huckleberry Hound is beaten by the other cops. I think he even gets a shot at him. And they're fucking, and so he, but he can't say anything. Correct. So Huckleberry, oh. Hound, Huckleberry Hound kills himself. Snagglepuss calls upon the horse. Like, he goes to visit the horse guy. The horse is Quick Draw McGraw. <laughs> what? They didn't reveal his name until the final issue. <laughs> Was and he like, yellow? Isn't Quick Draw McGraw yellow? No, he's white. White? Okay. Yeah. Quick draw. What was his? He was like, he talked weird too. What was his voice? He was like, like? a cowboy. He was like Western. Oh, yeah. Like, I, don't, oh, I, I don't remember shucks. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like the dick, too. <laughs> yeah. So Let's make all of our Hanna bar. What then? It's just like and then his former lover comes out. It's Jabberjaw. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Hey, no, shit? there's there's an Aquaman Jabberjaw issue coming out. Well, Jabberjaw was clearly gay. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, it's me, Jabberjaw. <laughs> like, why is he not sucking dick? Right. Put it in my blowhole. He was based on, wasn't he like based on a TV personality, like Curly from the Three Stooges or something? Yeah, anyway. I think he, that, I would say so, yes. Anyway, quick draw, like he, he feels terrible about Huckleberry Hound and like he got kicked off the force because he got caught with a guy by another police officer. So quick draw is like, listen, I've been working on a cartoon. Cartoons are all the rage now. This is the 50s. Everyone loves cartoons. I've been working on writing a cartoon about myself called Quick Draw McGraw. And it's like, and he shows him a character sketch and it's like the Quick Draw we know from Hanna-Barbera. So long story short, Quick Draw gets Snagglepuss and Huckleberry Hound's son to work on this cartoon. And the end of the comic is they then live, their writing then lives forever in cartoon form. And so this actually, you find out, is the origin of, like, our Hanna-Barbera cartoon favorites. The, quote-unquote, real versions of them are the ones writing them. 
All right. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm still weirded out that hu- that Quick Draw McGraw is a pole smoker that lets his lovers get beaten up and then commit yeah. suicide. Yep. Hannah Can Barbera. you imagine like a little kid watching an old Quick Draw McGraw and being like, hey, do you know where this came from? He fucked a, a dog and then let him commit suicide. Now go to school, Jenny. Look, what the fuck is going on? I don't get it. The final right. panel is is Snagglebus and Huckleberry Hound Jr. standing over the graves of Huckleberry Hound Sr. and Snagglebus's father, who are buried next to one another for some reason. Oh, my God. Okay. So uh, I give it... I actually give it... Uh, one ew. <laughs> ew. I mean, that sounds kind of amazing. It sounds pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Uh, but I think it's good that we ended it with gay because let's end this with some gayness. Because actually, in all realness, I need to go in like ten minutes. Cause yeah, because it's pride. My faggot on. I need to I get know. my faggot on. I can't even on, believe guys. you're so out of it and you're so up with pride that you forgot that the motherfucking Dazzler one shot came out and you didn't read it and now we can't talk I've been about scanning it. Scanning through it, I've been. I scanned through it right as the. As the episode started, um, do you do you? No, like we don't it? have to talk about it. I liked it. Okay, it just looks like, and then Colossus shows up. Colossus is kind of like her her um her gay Biffy. <laughs> he's he's totally playing the role of kind of like hot, muscly gay best friend. But why don't they? She needs to have a fag hag. Oh wait, is that North Star there? It needs to be North Star. Well, who's it going to be? It'll probably be. Well, it can't be Beast because they've had sex. It won't be Havoc, because he's having major issues. Who else is on that team? Um, Warpath? Warpath. Ooh, I take Warpath as Wait, a... Wait, no, a... here, she's talking to somebody in the car in this Dazzler one-shot. Is that North... Who is that? It's Colossus. No, no, there's some other dude with, like, long hair that she's talking to in a car. Wait, hold on, let me open it up. Talk about something else. Um... <laughs> Anyway, I love me some Dazzler. And if you love Dazzler too, please go back and listen to some of our Vault episodes of Dazzlered and Confused. Dazzlered and Confused. Because um, you know, because you also you have to realize Dazzler, now that she is um, coming back, uh, we will be doing many more interviews with her. And there might actually be another episode of, I might actually bring Dazzlered and Confused back. Uh um yeah so and uh with maybe who knows with maybe psylocke i don't know i don't know yeah. maybe anoli i'm looking oh she's in a car with oh i see it yeah who, who the is fuck that? is that wait hold who is this who is it a, i think it's just a guy that? i think it's just a guy in her band and then who's this purple-haired girl? Because she just looks like Aja from Jim. Oh Hall. my God, it's Aja from Jim. <laughs> no, they're um they're just fans. They're ran- She's a mutant super fan of Dazzler, oh, okay. who's getting who's getting bullied by Inhumans. Basically, it's a book about Dazzler protecting Inhumans from other mutants. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Now let's move on to something gay. Or gay, as if Dazzler wasn't gay enough. <laughs> Um, so 
I feel we've come a long way from how gays were, like gays and gay sex and all of that was portrayed. Um, so me and Brett are gonna give you the bad of how, where we were. <laughs> and then uh, and then I think we'll end it with our favorite, who is our favorite uh, gay character? Mm-hmm. Um, who, who are you, uh, who, who do you think, what was the time where you saw like gay sex or gayness represented and you look back and you're like, that was probably not good for us. Yeah. Yep. I think the first time I saw like true explicit gayness, homosexuality in a comic book was when I was reading The Authority. And I remember, oh God, who wrote it? Oh, I feel so, uh, Warren Ellis. I think this was the Warren Ellis run uh, when he took over the book, or maybe it was the original run. I don't, I don't remember. But I think what happened was the so the, you had Apollo and the Midnighter. Apollo was a Superman analog, and the Midnighter was a Batman analog, um, and they were always kind of you know close on the team. But there was one scene where Apollo was really upset about something and he was sitting on a couch watching TV and Midnighter came up from behind and just put his arms around him uh, and gave him a kiss on the head. And I was like, holy shit. Like the two How tough old guys. How you when you read this? It, it was, I was older. Um, you were know, you I was out? probably in my 20s. Oh, okay. uh, oof, I don't remember. But you were out. I don't remember if I was in my 20s or... Uh, I don't remember if I was out or not. I got to do some research and look that up. Um, but I just was... I was, like, floored. I didn't expect there to be kind of a, a, a moment of intimacy between these two characters. Now, that being said, <laughs> the thing that Apollo was upset about, I believe, was the fact that he was raped by a supervillain they were fighting <sighs> called the Commander... And then I think what happened after that was his boyfriend, Apollo, or Midnighter, who is a very savage character, I believe he raped, he then revenge raped the commander with like a jackhammer or like not a, like, remember in the, what was the vampire movie? Was it the Lost Boys or somebody had like a wooden stake in like a pile driver machine? <laughs> it was like, I, I don't know. It was, it was basically, <laughs> it was something like that. Uh, so here, it was the first time I saw a gay couple on a superhero team, and it was a very unexpected gay couple at that. But of course, the thing that kind of brought their relationship to the forefront was a good old-fashioned anal rape, because you can't have gay stories without some anal rape. At least and back then, then and the then a revenge 90s. rape afterwards, and then a revenge rape, because you know. That's what us homos do. You rape my boyfriend, I'm going to rape you. Authority, SVU. Oh, my God. Me and Jeff, we just, Jeff and I just got back from Midsummerfest, the big street festival in northern Chicago. Then everybody raping each other's boyfriends, and then their boyfriends revenge raping them everywhere. Oh, my God. That, I mean, that's, you know, that's the gay life. And how long ago is this? Is this the 90s? I want to look up when... The authority run was it, it was on the cusp of 2000 because all right i'm gonna give mine and mine is uh north star because, oh yeah um, not only did they sign first they had him come out and you're like yay the first gay mutant and then they were like actually he's not a mutant he's a fairy 
And you're like, wait, that's, wait, what? Wait, he's a what? No, don't call him a fairy. He's a fucking person. Oh, no, you're literally turning the gay character into a fairy? Uh Uh-huh. But don't worry. We'll have him deal with gay stuff. Oh, is he going to get a boyfriend? No. He's going to find a baby with AIDS. What? In a dumpster. In a dumpster. What is going on? And to make anything worse, um, I feel like that was then a plot used on Melrose Place with the Doug Savant. It, yeah. it was like the Doug oh Savant God. of the Marvel Universe. Oh. Oh. You can't, Awful. I mean, this honestly, is what we had. I have found so many AIDS-infected babies in dumpsters oh my since God. coming out. I know. If I had a nickel... I know, every once. Like, I had one AIDS-infected baby, and then I was like, I need someone to match. So I just, like, went to the supermarket, went into the dumpster. There were three of them. Yeah. But we've come a long way. I mean, so my, I just looked, my, mine was, it was Warren Ellis and Brian, Brian Hitch's run, which is the original run, uh, and it was 1999. I'd say 2000, one of those two years. And who was your favorite gay character now well first of all i want to say there are even just in marvel there are so many i mean wiccan hulkling north star anoli america julie power carolyn dean angela dakin um loki shatterstar richter karma bling deadpool uh iceman for fuck's sake valkyrie moon dragon and philavel uh, like uh, uh, dupe, Groot. I mean, no, I'm just uh, yeah, <laughs> Prodigy. Um, the alternate versions of Wolverine and Hercules, which may have, which may get my vote for favorite. Uh, Living Lightning, Flatman, uh, the new Giant Man. Uh, Jesus, it's great. We've come a long way, and none of them have been involved in stories that involve AIDS-infected babies in dumpsters or anal rape. We've come a long way. I'm going to have to say, I think my favorite LGBT character in today's comics, um, I want Bobby Drake is up there. Uh, Shatterstar and Richter up there. I'm going to give mine to somebody who, talk about a glow up. This character, you may not be familiar with evil. You may be. I'm sure you are. Former Avenger, Z-list Avenger at best. Yeah. Joke of a character. Um, actually, a punchline when it comes to homeless people, because this was our first and only homeless Avenger. What? But lately, he has been Shopping redesigned. bag man. What the fuck? <laughs> Shopping cart lady. Um, and what a name for a character that was recently outed uh, by a writer, I don't remember who. Um, I'm talking about D-Man. Who? You familiar with D-Man? D-Man? D-Man is the yeah. D for dick? Ha! <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He used to be Captain America's sidekick. Um, the D-Man actually stands for Demolition Man. Uh, oh, he's he a character. Like Wolverine. He looks like Wolverine. Exactly. Wait a minute. He has... He was the sidekick of Captain America? Briefly, yeah. 
Okay. Um, now he's been redrawn, redesigned. He's super hot. He's a super hot ginger with a mohawk. Uh, he's a professional wrestler in order to make money. And I forget what story it was that we recently revisited D-Man, found out he was okay, has a home, and is gay. <clears throat> um, I forget. His name is Dennis Dunphy. Oh, man, I wish I knew what run it was in. But anyway, he used to be the smelly homeless Avenger. And now he's a fabulously manicured muscular oh, you ginger. Know what? I saw I saw that um I saw those images of him like coming home and his boyfriend like kissing him. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm down for it. Uh What about you? Well, what's my name, Brett? <laughs> <laughs> evil. Evil Jeff. So I have to go for uh, someone that's a little more evil because I like it when the gays can still are allowed to be evil. And that's why I love Dakin. Oh, yeah. Dakin, our bi, who now seems just kind of way more more gay than bi as of late. Um, But I I just I love him. I love someone that has pheromone powers and will fuck anyone to get what he wants. Although he was a little disturbing, I mean, we did. He didn't rape anybody, but uh, there was like when he first came out, like he was like trying to get information, and he like finds some guy, and he's yeah. like seducing him, and then the next scene, you see the guy like dead, <laughs> like he just like took him home, fucked him, and murdered him. And then there so, was wasn't there another one where he like he fucked a businessman, and like they went to a party, and like it like weirdly came out that the businessman had slept with him, and uh, like his coworkers found out. <laughs> it was like yeah, like yeah. who are you just with, Jerry? <laughs> While he's like staring at Dakin, smiling and walking out of the party. Uh, Dakin's sexy. He is. And that's why I love it that we're at a point now where we can have bad gay guys and we can have good gay guys. And yeah. we can have lesbians that are um, super powerful and butch. We can have lesbians that are super feminine and sexy. And and we can have – we but I don't, there's no trans characters yet, are there? In, I uh, mean – I'm wondering, Marvel. are there are there any transgender heroes in Marvel? I don't. I mean, the closest you could get so. is Loki turning into a woman, briefly. I think that's it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, oh, oh no, no, there is a transgendered character in Marvel. The Moloid from the Future Foundation, Tong. I have no idea who that is, but yay! I'm glad that they're there. Come on, you work with me on this. You know the Future Foundation. Yes. Remember they had like the little moloid creatures, like with like the like mole man's people. Like I they... didn't. I didn't read those. I did, I know there is Valeria. What is that her name? You didn't read the Mike Allred Future Foundation. I didn't. Is that when they were oh wearing my... all white? God. I didn't like the white. Um, anyway, there's like a little Moloid and his name is Tong. And then he gathers his other Moloid friends and like, um, you know, the other future foundation kids. And he's like, uh, meet girl. <laughs> and they're accepting of it. And then he starts like, every time you see him, he's wearing a dress. <laughs> it's so great. Tong is like, oh, he's such a wonderful transgender. Awesome. She's such a wonderful transgender character. Yeah. I just looked up uh, transgender characters, Marvel, and there are a few. I've never heard of any of them. Uh, but they do list Loki. Yay. Yay. Well, yes. 
happy Pride, everybody. Happy Pride, everybody. Happy we'll Pride, get there. Marvel. We feel you're doing better on the gay Pride front than DC. Step it up, DC. Yes, and now somebody needs to get to her L.A. Pride celebration, it sounds like. I know. I need to get a mimosa and get right. some dollars up strippers' buttholes. Get out there. Oh, what a time. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Woohoo. Um, well, yeah, thanks, Marvel, for such great representation. Um, we're getting there. Uh, stay away from the anal rape and the AIDS babies, and you should be fine. And guys, remember, if you read comics... Then that, that totally makes you makes totally, you totally queer. queer. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. More gayness to come. Bye. Bye.